Hello everybody and welcome to What's the Story podcast. This is WTS 292. My name 290. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> I mean, 292 it is, and we still can't get an intro right. But don't worry about that, Graham. My name's Danny Murray. And I'm Graham Merrigan. 292, and next month, well, in about two weeks' time, we celebrate our eighth birthday. We are oh, yeah. the OGs of podcasts, and people need to remember, be reminded of that. If, if I had been motivated and I had been organised, I could have done it that 300 landed on our birthday. But to be honest with you, it's not going to happen. Nah, so, <laughs> and we've we've also in the past, like, because like when we when we hit one hundred, we done a big live show. When we hit two hundred, we had the great Mick Conlon on. Yeah, I mean, no pressure for three hundred, but I think we'll have to deliver something again, Graham. And I've been trying in the background. It's fucking so hard, man. Yeah, I know. Look, I'll I'll put in a we phone call. A, we had a worldwide superstar on this podcast twice before, mm. and I'm in negotiations. Yeah. Okay. Well, those negotiations have fallen. So, it's who knows? Right. If he's listening, he knows who he is. Get back yeah. to me. Thank you. In, in the meantime, I'll put in a phone call to my old friend, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you'll see if he's free <laughs> yeah. anytime soon now. Remember, uh, we did the April Fool's joke that Stone Cold Oh, man. There was, and there was people who bought a hook, line, and singer yeah. and tried to play it off like they were in on the joke. They're like, you were never yeah. in on that joke. You weren't in on it. It was like, oh, the lads pull it off again. It was like, yeah, getting a bit. That was I enjoyed that April Fool's man. That was um, brilliant. But anyway, Meryl, how are you keeping this week, my friend? Good, good. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you ever see um the Instagram account Garen Music? I don't think I have. I'm not familiar. Yeah. He's a Mayo man and he does Oh, he does the field reviews. Yes, he does yes. everything. He does all the reviews. Well, I've seen him do field ones, I think. Was it you would have sent it to me actually? Somebody sent yeah, it. Yeah, there's there's apps that's basically Garen underscore music and Instagram. His Instagram just cracks me up. He does taste and he's actually a very good musician. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I didn't know until I started listening. I was like, holy shit, he actually is a good musician. But he does he does taste tests of biscuits, of crisps, of he talks about how inefficient potato salads are. He's just very funny. And I sorry, I get sorry, sorry, sorry. How Inefficient potatoes. Can you elaborate on why potato salads are inefficient? Um, as in, like they're useless. In his oh. words, not mine. Just it's it's a term I've never heard used to describe an item of food before. So I'm just, but nonetheless, Danny, breaking. I'm not a fan. News. I'm not a fan of potato salad anyway. Just saying. Here, boy, breaking news. Yeah, queen of rock and roll has passed away at age eighty three. Tina Turner is dead. I'd literally, as we were recording this on uh, Wednesday evening, and it'll be going out on Saturday, so it's the slowest breaking news people have heard in a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> but... Edit that out then. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. But she actually knows this is the wind up. Teen, teen no, it's, uh, it's not. It's not wind up. It's Queen uh, of Rock and Roll aged. I didn't realize she was 83. Fucking hell. Ah, Jesus. Yeah, she would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Tina Turner, the Queen of Rock, has died peacefully today at the age of 83 after a long illness in her home in Zurich, Switzerland. Oh, Jesus. The world loses a music legend and a role model. The US-born star was one of the best-loved female rock singers known for her onstage charisma and string of hits, including The Best, Proud Mary, Private Dancer, and What's Love Got To Do With It? Oh, man, Private Dancer. What's Love Got To Do With It is class. Ah, private. Look, Tina Turner had some absolute bangers, you know, but like if you're like if you're at a wedding and Simply The Best comes on, 
You know what I mean? Like that is it's it's a cracker, like. And didn't she also give the DUP a bit of a bit of jip before because they were using it? No so, way, did she? I'm almost certain. Or it could, that could have been one of those make upy things on the internet. Yeah. But uh I think she put out a thing through her legal team that basically said, like, yeah, that I prefer I prefer if uh certain political uh, people did not use my music. I don't really I'm almost certain. Hang on, let me let me do a quick Google box. That team that we don't speak of in Scotland use our music all the time as well. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why it was. Maybe it was a joke then, and I'm just completely winging this because this is what happens. When you get breaking news on a podcast that's going out three days after it's actually happened. <laughs> it out, but you know, I'm just too lazy to do that. <laughs> Man, you sent me an audio note last Thursday, uh, pointing over my beard. What's the story? Yeah, I I'm, I can't grow a beard, Graham. So every so often I see a photo of you, and I'm like majestic, and uh, I I'd, I'd, I'd like to be able to have that kind of facial furniture, but. Doesn't happen for me. You've got something know. going on there. I've got, see, that's about a week's worth of stubble, but you see, there's fucking nothing happening on the upper lip, man. So I'll just get that Amish kind of vibe, you know? <laughs> Amish, I fucking love it. So, yeah, but it's, um, no, just, yeah, you're, you're, it's always very well kept. Got well, I've, I've got a, be- uh, a few uh, grey oaks coming in. Ah, there's nothing wrong with that. Here, look, I can't find any proof there of Tina Turner giving out to the DUP. So that's fully withdrawn. If uh, <laughs> if any if any members of the DUP are listening, it uh, sounds good though, Dan. It it does, but I wouldn't want to upset Sir Jeffrey. So um, yeah, w- withdrawn until such time as I can prove it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pr- we'll try and prove it next week. Yeah, we will. Um, anyway, ah, Jesus, that's. Jeez, I'll have to go and listen to a bit of Tina now when we drive to work tomorrow. What's love got to I'd say, do? I'd say What's shake. the song go like that you that you were singing? No, I'm not falling for the ground. <laughs> I've been legit because I don't know you're, it. Yeah, no. You can listen right. to it on your own time. If anybody doesn't know Tina Torn, a private dancer, just give it a little. It's absolutely saxophone solo and it's fantastic. Oh, I think I think I know. I'll listen to it after after we finish it. It's a good one. It's a good um, and if uh, if anybody has been around me in a, a private setting with some alcohol involved, it might be a song that I've used to serenade people in the past. <laughs> with a air, air saxophone? No, uh, I'll say no more, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'll leave it to the listeners' imaginations. Collectively, Love it. And they can tweet us at WTS pod with any scenarios that they think may, may or may not have occurred. Um, but anyway, yeah, right. Look, so R.I.P. Tina Turner, a legend, truly. And um, look, I think Graham will just will move ahead with with the episode uh, in memory of Tina, obviously. <laughs> and um, look, boxing in this country has had a bit of a hard time in recent years. But yeah. at the heart of boxing, usually is a community run organization that's taken kids and given them something that is is an outlet for them and is a social thing for them and it's the heart and soul in many ways of some communities across Ireland and with all the bullshit and bluster that's happened in recent years due to connections to various people and various things we won't get into and we won't name because I don't want to end up on Nicola Talent's podcast but <laughs> everybody knows what I mean by that you know but, but underneath all that shit there's a great 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 community in Ireland and there's a great bunch of people 
who are running these local organisations and these organisations and these community clubs are the very thing that are creating the next wave of Olympians. And if there's one thing Ireland loves, it's fucking Olympians. So no further ado, Meryl. Yes, and also, also the the, the bit of uh, attachment with our two guests is that it's from Monkstown Box Club. Uh, sorry, Monkstown Boxing Club. And I just want to give a bit of promotion to the Monkstown International Box Cup 2023. It is taking place in Kula GA Sports Hall on Hyde Road and Dalkey. And it's going to be on from Thursday the 22nd of June to Sunday the 25th of June. It's always an unbelievable um tournament. And uh our two guests now who are from Monkstown Boxing Club, um, who are also Olympic hopefuls, um, Jack Marley and Sean Murray. Perfect. So now we're joined by Sean and, and, and Jack, two Olympic hopefuls giving up their time out of training. How are you, lads? Thanks for your time. All good, all good, pal. Yes, are just um you're back from a, a training camp abroad, are you? Sean? Yeah, we were in a training camp in Germany there and then competition in Czech Republic straight after. So got back there two weeks ago, last week, was that? Two weeks ago. Um Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Back two weeks now. Yeah, what are those good. camps like, lads? Are they are they intense? Are they? Prison. Yeah, look, I played prison camp. Yeah, look, being back in the army for a couple of months and crowd trying stuck in a block and then going down there training and coming back and being stuck in the same four walls. But and lads, you both Jack, you are both Monkstown Boxing Club. Obviously, we've had Polly on this. Uh, podcast loads of times, and the the Boxdown International Cup is coming up. How long are you both in um Monkstown Boxing Club? Um, I'm coming on eleven years now in the club. I never knew Paulie was on the was on this podcast now, but yeah, yeah, I've been uh part of the club now for eleven years. So, so you're well well versed in with the box cup and everything that goes about it, because it's it's grown to be one of the the biggest things in the borough, really, hasn't? And beyond, like, but it's a great thing for the borough. I don't think we actually realise how big it what big it is. Like, yeah, it's a huge it's a huge thing. Like, it's a bit it's the biggest box biggest box club in the world. I think like definitely ran by a club. Mm. But um, at the biggest at the biggest there was there was over a thousand boxers, five rings. It was madness. But it was all it was it was it was all run well. Like to be fair, that's amazing. That. Cause that was when that was up in the Lock and Sound Ledger Center. That's when the five rings were there, wasn't it? That that's it. It was in the Lock and Sound Ledger Center. It's a big, it's a big ask now for from everyone over the weekend. But um, it was done and it was it was executed perfectly. Like deadly, Jack. Have you always wanted to be a boxer? Uh, I I wanted to be a footballer when I was younger, and then I slowly just moved away from the football. And start missing trying to missing football training sessions for boxing training sessions, and then slowly just realised like I have to commit to one of these or down nowhere. <laughs> the, the the usual thing of getting to that age where right I have to pick a sport because it's all getting on top of you. Yeah, it's a hard decision. It's a hard decision when you're that young, like because you like I I loved that back then. I actually loved playing football more than trying like than fighting. But I could just I don't know what it was. I just I just seen seen more out of the boxing. So I wasn't really going anywhere in the football, but I did enjoy it. So I had to 
so you stood out as a boxer, so you start kind of focusing on that more. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen like it in football, like I was just on the tour team and I didn't see anywhere going with it, but in boxing, I, I think a year year after I went full in, I won me I won me all Ireland and uh, my first all Ireland. And then uh and then you can you can see the the steps the steps in your head, the goals and stuff you set for yourself. So but there wasn't there was nothing like that with the football. So that's kind of led to the decision. Like you you're it's it's fairly fair to say now, now Sean, I'll go back to you in a sec, but Jack, it's fairly fair to say that you are you're in it for the long haul now. I am stuck in the deep end, yeah. Was there always hopes to the to, to go the Olympics route, or was it more so just you enjoyed doing it and like the the idea of going down what, what is the highest amateur rank you can kind of that, that came at a later date or or how did you how did your mindset work there? Uh no, the Olympics was always the, the final final destination per se. Because sorry, lad, sorry, the low power mode up there. Uh, um no, the Olympics was always the the peak, like the the end goal. Yeah. But um now that I can nearly see it and touch it, it's amazing. So how how far into the process are parasites? Um we'll be going to the to the qualifiers now next month is in four weeks. Um yeah. less than a month, sorry, yeah. That's in the European game. So that's like the mm. European Olympic game. So all the all the other sports and that be there. Um and for myself and Sean to qualify for the qualify for Paris in the first in this these first qualifiers, we'd have to get to the final now. But we're not thinking about that deeply now, we're just taking each fight as it comes. But that's, uh, you know, that's in the back of the mind like uh, that. Uh, and the training's been like prison uh, <laughs> I did <laughs> when we were in Germany it was bad now it was well it wasn't bad it was good for um, camp, camp settings good camp settings now but that, that's what that's what's ideal that's what you need you need just a room the boxing gym and a field hall and that that, that was it and Sean, come here. You're in the army as well, so like in terms of the training, what is is it comparable? No, no, that's a mistake. That's a mistake I made when I went into the army. I was thinking, ah, I'll fly this no hassle. Well, I was in for a bad, bad shock anyway. But now it's <laughs> completely different. Like, but it's good for the good for the mindset and mentality, you know. Yeah, and like Jack, were you always got set for a boxing career, like or? Similar, I was similar enough, like in the sense that, like, I used to play football, but uh, I knew I was like, I was just one of the lads playing football, I was now good at it. And then I just I went up to box club in, in my church, actually, my church boxing club, and uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it instantly. Like, me, uh, my family was always coming involved in boxing, but um, yeah, I fell in love with it straight away. And more than love than Rovers. Oh, I don't know about that now. I don't know about that. <laughs> the super yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, I'm starting to think uh, this podcast is just turning into you getting people you know because of Shamrock Rovers on it, man. Yeah, and, and yeah, he's dead right. The issue? You know what I mean? 100%. I'm just starting to get a bit like a propaganda machine than it is actually a podcast. <laughs> I don't see what the issue is there. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. I'll have a word of the Bowes Committee. Yeah, Danny's been trying to wind me up for it. We've got this, this podcast is eight years old next month and for eight Isn't years I'm just trying to 
to wind me up by pretending he's a Bowes fan. Noise the heart. Sure. Where do you think all the viewers come from? All the Rover supporters, you know what I mean? Exactly. There you go. Jeez, there you know. go, Dan. I don't even think they have the internet in Tallah, so I don't think that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no fucking evil. Rover spreads Sean, with all the training, do you get to go to Rovers? Not really. No, not really, no. Because I train on a Friday twice, sometimes three times on a Friday, so don't get to go up now. When I can, if it depends on a Saturday or a Sunday, I'll, I'll go up, you know, if I can. But He's a pretty much full-time athlete now, lads. Yeah, that's it, like, full-time. That's, that's the dream for a lot of people, isn't it? It is, but we're blessed, like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to just sit back and have a look at it and just think, we're, we're lucky in a way, because three or four years ago, we would have played and chopped our legs off to be here, so we're lucky that way, you know? Deadly. Um, I've seen in, in the footage of, of you um, in Germany, like the level of experience you're training, you're training with Kelly Harrington, you're training with, you know, all these medalists and Olympians. Like this, yeah. that must be some buzz. Yeah, it is. We're, we're just, we're used to it now. They're just, you, do, you do forget. You do forget. Yeah, they're just, they're just teammates to us now. Like that's how we just say it. Like, well, me anyway, like, you forget, like, and like, sometimes you say, Jesus, Kelly, and people, you went for a walk there, we got done early. You don't forget, you don't forget to yeah. their out, out in public, like, you know what I mean? And people are all stopping, oh, Jesus, that Kelly Arnold and all that. Whoever, yeah. like, you know what I mean? That's when you realize. You were out last week with Sky Nicholson as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 that day, yeah. A lot of people stopping and looking and all, Jesus, that horse, and like, you can hear them all. You're just laughing at yourself. You forget yourself, you know what I mean? Sadly. Well, you're going to be the hopefully like that as well, lads. Please God. Please whether, God it be, whether it be Olympic level or you're obviously thinking about the professional level as well, are you? Yeah. Well, hopefully. See see what happens in the next year or two. But uh, yeah, eventually, yeah. Jack, you, were the, the um, you were at Taylor Cameron at the weekend. What did you make of it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's not up to speed with these things. <laughs> um, it was unbelievable. It was like it was. I actually had no, no like idea to go pro, but after the other night, now it's it's an idea in the back of the head. Oh really? It never crossed your mind, really? No, no, it was never at night. The sport, the sport they were at, and uh, just never had no interest in it. Like he's a lawyer. He wore a suit and everything. <laughs> 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 Wheeling and dealing. Yeah. yeah. With no interest. He was wearing suits and all, was he? No, no interest in going myself. Oh, Until the other night now when I just felt the fuck felt the buzz off it. it, what, was it? That, what was it that changed you? Like you was it you were you were kind of involved not involved, but you were you were at the the training, you were at the weigh-ins and were you at the weigh-ins? I saw you no, were at the training. No, we just went to the public walk out down on on the Wednesday, yeah. And then uh, we didn't make it to the weigh-in because we were training on the Friday morning. And then we got the tickets on the Friday and then went on Saturday. But it was class. You just got a taste for it then, was it? Yeah, well, it, it, it could go again, but never know. This lad, he always, he always has in the back of his head walking out to Tallis Stadium to build me up with a cup. Unreal, <laughs> love it. He, he said, said it at least once a week. Anyway, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Unbelievable! I love that. 
You have to manifest it, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Jack, you're a heavyweight, are you? Yeah. 92 and, then, and under, so I have to still make weight. Right. Are you still out? And how do you find that? Ah, it's grand. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's a bit hard. Like, if I let myself go, but when I stay on top of it, it's grand. John, what way are you fighting now again? Uh, I'm flyweight. So, and what, what's oh, weight? What's 51 making weight? kilo. What's making weight like? Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just the last kilo. I was a killer, like, but uh, no, I always make weight like it's grand. But last kilo is sweat, like, you know. In MMA, it always seems like the fighters are struggling to make weight, but in boxing, it seems a lot smoother the process. We just don't know. We, we, have, we have a shorter fight <laughs> Right. Yeah. They like, like one fight, just one one fight a day later, but we could have three fights in a row like a day after day. Make weight every time. Yeah. You, you couldn't do that to your body now, like losing four or five kilo a night at a night like. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Water loading, are you Sean? No, but uh. It doesn't drink water. Oh, I am now. That's the first time drinking water. Actually, that's the first time I've seen him with a bottle of water ever. Don't mind him, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So like we have to weigh in every time we box. So you could have to weigh in four or five times of competition, you know. Yeah. So you can't be too heavy, I suppose. But uh, you get it down as soon as possible. Deadly. So the dream is Tala Stadium. Build me up Buttercup. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Sure, there's new stand being built and everything, isn't there? Yeah, it's nearly finished. It'll be finished so, I think, in July or August. I'm going to have to edit that, all of this that, out, lads. Jeez, I can't use this. Sorry, I'm going to have to edit it all out. That feel, what, what would that feel? It'd be about 10,000, over 10,000. Well, including the, including the pitch, you're probably pitch. talking about 14. You could be talking about 14. Oh, man. Easy. That's what I'm talking about. Easy. That's what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. Manifesting it, anyway. Who are you, who are your inspirations in boxing? Who do you look up to at all? Suppose like the Olympians from twenty twelve mainly, you know, uh, like Harry Barnes and Michael Conlon and John John Nevin and all them. Like they were my real force, like boxing heroes and Bernard Dunn as well when I was yeah. a kid, kid. But uh, yeah, that'd be it really. Like. We we had Michael Conlon on the podcast there, uh, maybe two two or three years ago, I think it was. Yeah. I was fascinated listening to him just around his approach and his philosophy towards training. Like you know what I mean? It, like because it's. As you were saying, like full time athlete, the dedication that it takes, but it was everything else is secondary. Everything else is like the sacrifice yeah. it takes is something else, you know. Yeah, it has to be like that, doesn't it? Otherwise, you're pissing against the wind. <laughs> you're not wrong. And that's the truth. There you go, isn't it? We also had um, Collins' former performance coach as well, Danny, wasn't he? He's now with F1. Yeah, yeah, he's um he's with Alex Albon there and Williams. Um, it's weird, like for like I'm not a huge boxing fan. I'm very like I'd be a casual, casual boxing fan. Like yeah. we've we've uh, we've talked to like we had Wayne McCullough on before as well. Um, Fair enough, yeah. And it's just like it's one of those sports where it just seems like it takes a lot more physically and mentally than when we've talked to people who are in. You know, who are football players or rugby players, or I'm not trying to in any way diminish those sports, like still obviously incredible athletes and all, but just I'm always struck by kind of the mental approach as well as the physical approach when it comes to like people who are in the fight game, you know. 
it's heavy, yeah. Put a few years on you, like, at the end of your career, like, you're not, you're not going to come out the other side look, looking good, like. But, and that, 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 that's what, that's, that's exactly what it is, though, isn't it, Jack? I, but it has it, it has its benefits, like, it has its benefits, like, especially growing up, you'd, like, even when you reap the rewards growing up, like getting all your titles and stuff, I know you're not getting like the because you're so young, you're not getting financial benefits or anything. But like, it's just it's just keeping on the straight and narrow. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and we've seen that a lot with Monkstown Boxing Club, in as in as far as keeping young men and and girls on the straight and narrow, there keeping them off the streets, so to speak. And that's why it's a bit of a shit show that. The council still hasn't sorted out their boxing club or where are we with that, lads? Oh, you don't have a clue. It changes every week. Because you were locked out there for a while, aren't you? Uh, yeah, we were locked out. We were, then we were back in and he was putting the lock back on the door and then, oh, I don't know. It's just like, thank you. Because we do be out here Tuesday to Friday and then by the time we get home on a Friday, um, just can't keep up with it. Like, it's a joke. The sooner the better it's sorted out. Like we're talking here to two potential Olympians and the fucking club is locked out all the time. <laughs> I know, yeah. And we and were actually we... trying for something when it was locked out. And like, yeah, it's for the elites, yeah. We had the elites. fucking we were doing shadow boxing down and down in the pier and that and just we made do what we could. Then when you are successful, they want the photo with you. Yeah, the men in suits. Yeah, it's just yeah. a shit show. Um, what was I gonna say to you, uh, Jack? Um, how did yeah? How did you find or what did you think of Cameron Taylor? It was a good fight, wasn't it? I didn't realize Cameron was so big. Neither did I. I didn't realize how how powerful, how strong she was physically compared to Heidi. But um, that obviously might play a a major factor in the outcome, but. Some atmosphere was it? Nah, it was amazing, yeah. Especially going yeah. into the the last three, the last three rounds, and Taylor was putting putting it on her like something else. And uh, Sean, um, and you know, um, the next kind of big thing that they were hyping up for Saturday was Gary Cully. He didn't have a good night. Yeah, but it was always going to be a dangerous fight, you that's, know. That's boxing, really. yeah. That's just the ladder, like you know. They put me in against a tough lad. And- he could wallop and just got clipped then, didn't he? But uh, it was good for him, but that's boxing. Happens, uh, Hopefully Matry will be back now because they did put on an absolutely brilliant show and the week and the coverage of it was all it was all out there. Yeah. Wasn't it? I, I think they might do Croke Park in September, whether it's whether it's a Serrano rematch or whether it's a Cameron rematch. That's what I think anyway. No, I, I'd, say it's a, I'd say it's Serrano. I don't see her fighting Cameron. Serrano's already know. good for Heather Hardy though. In, in August Heather so, Hardy yes mm. isn't the man this around the show? she's fighting Heather Hardy is she, oh, is she? Yeah, we I actually think it's Cameron that's who well. I, I think she'll fight Cameron again do you reckon yeah? yeah I think so and I think Gary Cody will fight that man again really I think so that's what I think because well, well, they didn't have a guest I said that to you like that's just and look it's I think it's the right thing to do good yeah. mentality to have jump straight back on mm. the horse and I think it's the Say again, Mano. No, I was just saying, uh, I was listening to P.T. Carroll's podcast, The Crack, and mm-hmm. he interviewed, uh, he was talking to Tony Bellew and Ariel Hawani, and there was talk 
of Katie Cameron rematch, but for Katie's titles. I heard that. So Cameron coming down. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah. Cameron say that. I heard Cameron say that. Yeah, yeah. I still. Won't. Yeah, but it's more to lose then on Katie's part. So it's it's benefiting away, but it's also not going to benefit in a way because it's more to lose. But shut up, we'll see what happens. I think one of the things we can take from it either way was the as Mero, as you were saying, like the, the build up and the publicity and everything, then the, the, the fight card itself was brilliant. Like the results obviously didn't go the way the Irish fans wanted, but boxing's had a bit of a rough few years with connections to people, ne'er do wells and all that kind of crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? So seeing something like this on such a big stage and the coverage it got and it going so well, bad results. It's brilliant because it's helped remind people that like Ireland is a country with a great boxing pedigree and that, yeah. you know, for all the bullshit that was going on, the, the people who are involved 99% of the time are good people and it's community boxing as well that stood out with this. Like there was a huge amount around that, the local clubs, you know, th- there was footage of Katie going into a local club and doing training with, with kids and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if Anton come, came from last week, anyway, hopefully it's that. It's gone a long way to help rehabilitate sort of the image of boxing compared to what we've been dealing with for the last couple of years like definitely definitely and and just seeing people that you'd be in the same competitions in yourself like the likes of Paddy Donovan and even Thomas Carty like mm. we've been in the same competitions they've been in and seeing them on a big stage and just knowing that that could be you and even uh, this Saturday there's a world title fight on in Ireland Hill up in Belfast there Michael Collins and even some yeah. names on that we trained with out here Kurt Walker, uh, Kurt Amaloy, you know. That's unbelievable, isn't it? So it's just, it's an eye-opener a bit to see them all on the big stage and people cheering their name and thinking, that could be me now as soon as two or three years, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what what did you think of uh, Thomas Carthy's opponent wearing the Rovers top at the press conference? Hero. Absolute legend. Yeah, I was cheering for him silently myself. No, that was I. <laughs> I was that. Yeah, I was cheering for him silently. I said nothing now. When I, in my head, I said, "Come on, I hope he gives it all now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was doing the same. I was like, "Who the hell is this lad?" I'm interested now. <laughs> yeah, I says, "Go on, give it to him now." <laughs> deadly, uh, deadly. So, lads, the qualifiers are coming up, and then like, it's obviously not. It's not the only. Qualifier coming up, is it? Is it? No, it's the first of uh, possibly three. Right. So, so uh, either way, you'll know where you're at after the tournament. Give this you... is this be the only one this side of the year, I reckon. Anyway. Right. Um, another one again January, I'd say, but we'll just take them as they come. Deadly, deadly. Well, listen, all the best on that, and. Uh, We'll get you back when you're torn pro. And uh, Sean, I'll be walking you out in Tala, even though yeah, I can't walk. But I'll, uh, I'll be in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> me, and, me, and, me and Jack Bourne holding your titles out in. Yeah. And we, we might we might put Jack on the undercard. Yeah. Love it, lads. Listen, thanks for your time, right? And uh, best of luck with all the training. And uh, we'll keep in touch, right? All the best. Thanks very much, lads. Do send them. Thanks very much, lads. Take care. Great chat with the two lads there. The Uh, lads. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. I love, I just, I'm always, uh, I'm always fascinated and intrigued by people who have a level of dedication to something. 
Absolutely, yeah. That, that, that goes beyond themselves, if you get me. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the lads, are, the lads are out there to, uh, in the performance unit, what, Tuesday to Friday every week. It's unbelievable. As you said, they're, they're literally full-time athletes, which is great to see because boxing always does well. Uh, for Irish boxers, always do well um, at an international level. So all power to the lads. And we'll obviously be watching on um, for their futures and for Sean to, to headline his own event at Tallis Stadium. Uh, yeah, look, I, I wouldn't begrudge him uh, success, but um, just, just have an immense dislike towards the Shamrock Rovers propaganda. Yeah, that's all right. We're second in the league now. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, it's like watching a very large dog toy with its food. <laughs> oh, no, it is though. It is. It's you know what I mean. It's just. It's kind of like they're not even trying. And <laughs> they, they know when they'll need to move into the next gear in order to secure the league, while all the other teams are left languishing behind. And it's just we've Europe, Dan. We've Europe. Take the Europe, but like you know, get the group stages of Europe again. It's going to be tricky. I don't know. I'm not convinced, Graham. Hopefully you're right. Yeah. Why would you would you not sacrifice a domestic title for a good run in Europe? Oh no! You only get a good run in Europe if you win the league. So, um, I mean, a good a good run in Europe would be like last season getting the group stages, but maybe in the group stages getting more results, getting yeah. a win. Maybe that that would be progress. Would 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 you ever see or how far away do you think it is for Rovers or AN other League of Ireland team to get out of a group stage, maybe into a knockout stage? Do you think that'd happen anytime soon? I think it can happen in the conference league, yeah. In the conference league. Yeah, I'm very yeah. confused by the conference league versus the Europa League. It's being explained to me, but I just have no will. It's literally the conference league is the tour tier of European football. So Champions League, UA, uh, Europa League, and yeah. then the Conference League. So West Ham are in the final Europa League or the Conference League against Fiorentina. Yeah. So so yeah, it's is it, it yeah, no, I don't I don't have I don't it's care. it's it's a brilliant I was skeptical at the start. Because you're kind of like, oh, is it just being saturated? But in terms of Irish clubs' participation in it, it's huge money. Like, Do the winners huge. of the Conference League get guaranteed the next tier up the following season or not? I'm not sure whether the winners... I believe the winners of the Conference League get Europa League for the next that, season. That's what I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All right, well, at least so the winners of Europa League at the Champions League. I think yeah. we're like we're miles off getting to a final, but I don't think oh, yeah. we're miles. I don't think we're miles off getting to out of the groups. Yeah, but I think that it's it's all about progress, isn't it? Like you know, yeah. that's I know. Like Rovers had a great run, as you said there last season. Was it what was it ten years ago when they had Spores and all? Was that or was yeah, it yeah. yeah, you know, um, Dundalk then as well, but yeah. fucking nobody Dundalk doesn't matter to anyone. Not played Arsenal in the Europa League, you know. So I mean. It's, like so there's 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 green shoots, shall we say? But yeah, yeah, you'd like to see it now start to blossom. Yeah, yeah. Rovers now for the Champions League draw will be seeded. Yeah. So that's a bonus. So you could be like, like we could get learn from the six counties, you yeah. know, in a two leg two leg affair. That's um, gonna be very awkward, Graham. And and getting a, getting a win out of the first qualifying. 
get like getting through to the second qualifying is guaranteed group stages conference league football. Yeah. yeah so yeah. being seeded is a huge bonus. Absolutely. Look, I so roll on the summer. I can't wait. Yeah, I don't like seeing Shamrock Rovers do well, but equally for Irish football, I'd like to see an Irish team doing well on the European stage. So it's it's a conflict for me, but I'll... Uh... Well, look, it won't be bows because they're not in Europe, so... Yeah, go easy, will you? Go easy. <laughs> anyway, look, I'm very hungry and uh, we're just waffling at this day. So let's put a pin in this one. And, yes. Uh, and move it on to the next one. Lovely. Um, if you want to listen to any previous podcast, you can go to search will be a DS pod on any podcast provider, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Apple Podcasts, anywhere, everywhere you get a podcast, just put in WTS pod. We're on Twitter at WTS pod, and um, he's at Dan John Murray. I'm at Merrigan Mania. And until next time, clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Go on, the lads. Too sweet. Private dancer. Dance <laughs> up on money. Do what you want me to do. Go on, all right, Pete. Hey, now, the lads. <laughs>